0: This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hi, I'm Ariel and welcome back to Pulling Back the Canvas, the podcast where I talk about the stories behind pieces of artwork. And today I'm joined by a very special guest, Bex Harvey, who's running the Women of Castle Art Project here in Durham. Bex, you want to tell a bit about yourself and your project?
1: Hello, uh, my name is Bex. Um, I am... I've been working on the project for a couple of years now, the project that was originally titled as Heralding Women, um, and is now, I've renamed it Women of Castle, um, which I think is probably a little bit more accessible as a title. Um, and essentially the project does exactly what it says on the tin, really. It's there as a um, celebration of the social history of um, women and non-binary, non-binary people uh, at University College Castle. Um, and it especially kind of looks at the fact that um, the, car- the castle itself, University College, only went co-ed, um, well, just over 30 years ago now. Yeah. Um, so it kind of places a little bit of scrutiny on that, unpacks that as a concept, um, and also just, like I say, kind of celebrates um, the amazing, diverse collection of women um, that part of the, um, the story of castle for the last however many years, Um, And uh, I think it's probably important and worth mentioning that, but by that, I mean, you know, all women that are connected with the space. So it's not just about ex-students. It's not just about ex-members of staff or alumni um, or kind of members of the of the SCR. It's about, you know, it's about the the women that have um, spent their careers at Castle um, and have um, worked within the kind of operations team or the domestics team. And it's very much about kind of everybody that has become the sort of beating heart of Castle over the last many, many years.
0: Yeah, I think that's the exciting thing about it. And that's what I've really liked about it, how it does include everyone. And it's also nice to just you do have the people that were first to do something, but it's just all these women existing and having fun or excelling within this space. It's really lovely.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the kind of uh, the expression. It sounds corny, but everybody's got a story. Everybody's got something that's, um, that's you know, everybody's got a life and a story to tell. And um, on the one hand, this project is about celebrating achievements. But on, on the other hand, it, you know, those, those achievements can, can, be, can also be a life well lived, you know, and, and those achievements can be being a part of your community, an important part of your community and, and um, being in the memories of so many people that have gone through this space um and yeah i mean i i i hope i hope that the people i've picked to kind of celebrate within the project and I, I i believe the people i've picked to celebrate within the project are all people with a wonderful story um and and all people that um have kind of contributed to castle life and castle community um and yeah deserve that kind of recognition yeah
0: no definitely and the sort of the medium of your art project what would you say it is uh, because it's a I've seen videos and like sort of graphics and things which I really like is that sort of what you're going for
1: Uh, yeah so for me the kind of work I make as an artist probably probably going to say what I make um, (laughs) but the kind of work that I I actually make is often uh it's often filmic um I use film and I use sound and I use dialogue a lot in my work Mm -hmm. um I use print as well a lot in my work so when I approach this commission I really for me the art the 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 art is uh the all the building of the research the communication the actually the relationships I've built with the people on site and the people that used to be on site but are no longer on site so for me it's those connections and those relationships that are actually the work if that makes sense Um, all I'm simply doing is as what I would consider my output is to then display that display those connections display those relationships um, display those friendships in a way that kind of people can can recognize I suppose and and in a way that celebrates the fact that we've you know we've gone on this journey together as a group it's kind of I very much see the project as kind of collectively produced like you know I've been spearheading it and I've been trying to, and I've been kind of creatively thinking about the ways to express all the things I've learned, but, but it's, you know, it's such a collaborative thing because so many people, so many amazing people have kind of told their stories and, um, and, you know, uh, reflected on their time. Um, and yeah, to me, I guess that's the, that's the, the important bit, but to answer your question in a slightly less pretentious way, um, <laughs> the, 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 actual, um, the physical stuff that will be happening in the castle kind of takes a few forms uh, would you like me to kind of go through them sort of yeah go for it go yeah. for it. okay um so one of the first things we're doing the first thing we're launching which is happening on the 19th of may is um the little, little plug there is uh, <laughs> that we're flying <laughs> we're, we're flying the um the first lady's flag or what's become known as the first lady's flag so when the college went co-ed um, the first cohort of, of female students would sort of aptly titled the first ladies, which I really liked. It sounds yes. kind of regal and presidential <laughs> all in one go, um, and I, I quite like that as a term. I think as a, as a that's that's quite fun. Um, and the first ladies were kind of really um, kind of ingrained. They really wanted to kind of ingrain themselves into college life, and they wanted to they wanted to sort of show the lads that they were they had just as much right to be there and um, they were they were described, I think one of the first ladies when I spoke to her said that her mother or a mother of one of the other first ladies described them as a but a full bunch of head girls of ex-head <laughs> girls that they they had that kind of um no nonsense attitude about them. They had that kind of um, they had that sort of like strong power behind them. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of like, yeah, they they know they knew how they wanted to work as a group in Castle and they went and they did it and they had this kind of, yeah. They had this sort of unapologetic um, force, well, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so, and I and I love that about them as a cohort. I think that's brilliant. And um, having spoke to a lot of them, yeah, they're not a shy and retiring bunch. Many of them are <laughs> really strong, kind of powerful women who have, have gone on to have you know incredible careers in a v- vast array of kind of um, uh, sort of vocations, which is really cool. But yeah, so sorry, my original point is, so the first um, the first ladies. Um, really tried to like I say integrate themselves into castle life and they I think on one of the first kind of grudge rugby matches against Hatfield um who I know are sort of very strong rivals of castle it was like a final against Hatfield or something classic rivalry (laughs) and all the first ladies turned out to support um the, the boys rugby match um and they kind of yeah they were they were sort of Hatfield the Hatfield boys because Hatfield hadn't gone co-ed at the time so the men that were studying at Hatfield were kind of jeering at the fact that there were women in the crowd and saying oh castle's got women and uh-huh. basically kind of um, ridiculing them a little bit um and the the first ladies all stood there defiant resolute supported um supported their their team their their college team and uh, in in and had a great time and in the dying minute um there was uh, a, a, a um, one of the members of the um Castle team managed to score the final try so I think the final score was something like 13-12 to Castle and everyone went berserk (laughs) Um, um, they were very very happy and there was all this support and the First Ladies decided as a cohort that they wanted to commemorate that occasion um, because it wasn't just about it wasn't just about the fact that Castle had won the rugby match. Um, and it was, a, you know, it was a, it was the men's team, but it was a, it was the fact that the, the First Ladies were there to celebrate and they were there to be part of it. They were there to enjoy it with them. And it was the first time that they felt that like they really came together, a lot of mm-hmm. them have said, as kind of the male and female cohort kind of came together in celebration of something. And there was that real kind of camaraderie there. So um, a few of the First Ladies uh, sort of hand-stitched uh, this flag, this massive flag in the Castle colours that said, 13, 12, that read the score and then they stitched the names of um of the guy I think it was called Matt the guy that scored the winning try and then also all the names of the first ladies that made the flag um, on the flag itself and then they flew it at castle and they played the castle song and one of the first ladies Fiona um has said to me that it was honestly one of the best moments of her life like that sense of camaraderie she remembers it so well and it was a really important story to a lot of them. Um, and yeah, I like it because for me, it reflects that kind of coming together yeah, um, and that kind it. of camaraderie. And so essentially the flag has been either stolen or um, <laughs> or, or potentially trophied uh, <laughs> at some point by another college. And it's it's gone. Nobody can find it. So um, but there's a photograph of it. So I decided uh, to make an exact replica of that flag um, and that flag is going up uh going to go up be hoisted on the flagpole and um, by a member of castle staff uh in a couple of weeks time on the 19th so mm-hmm. yeah so out for that. yeah so that was a very long-winded answer to your question of what medium am I using so flag is one <laughs> <Main> medium, medium. <laughs> flag is one medium um uh our, the second medium is, is I'll be using photography so the main kind of piece that's going in the hall the great hall is um a collection of photographs of 12 women that I have chosen to profile as part of the project uh-huh. um, and this is like I mentioned before a range of um ex-students um to kind of ex-staff current there's a maybe a current staff in there um uh, there are um people who have worked for the domestics team before um there are um ex uh there's Uh, one of the first ladies is featured within there and then there's also um people who have worked for the kind of castle previously and have have since passed away so there's a couple of people like that in there so yeah it's a real their photographs will be in these kind of big light boxes that sort of Illuminate uh, their image, um, and they're kind of almost there to act as a bit of a sort of alternative to all the big male portraits. Yeah, in as, the
0: halls. Yeah, as a uh, as a castle student, that's what you really do notice. You go in there for for your breakfast, and then there's just all these like faces looming down at you. And I think the only sort of female figure that they introduced was, I think it was a bust of Sappho. Yeah,
1: um, so.
0: Yeah, that, that was about
1: it. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. So the curator Gemma Gemma Lewis, she, she created she she decided to put the bust of Sappho in there because there was that lack of female presence. And mm. um, Sappho is actually featured in the work. She is she is oh, one wonderful. of the one of the women profiled for a major a variety of kind of creative reasons. Uh, but yeah, so she's actually featured in there, as is um, Dame Margot Fontaine, who was um, mm. the previous Chancellor um, of of Durham, and. Uh, she is actually also featured within the outside of the great hall the 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 wooden i don't know you know when you come up the steps to the great hall the the wooden um kind of hallway well the wooden sort of doorway that leads into the hall yeah um before you go into the great hall is actually it was actually built there the, it's known as the margot fontaine entrance wow it I was actually built for her that. nobody <laughs> knows nobody knows because it's not very well publicized but there is a very small portrait of her it's not a painted portrait it's a photographic portrait but mm-hmm. there's a very very small portrait of her that is on the um on the wall as you leave but unfortunately because the door's always open it's always blocked by the door <laughs> so you can't see it so um but so she's also going to be featured so it's it's basically about yeah raising her profile again as well making sure that people know that story um mm-hmm. but yeah so um and those photographs those light boxes uh will rotate There'll be two of them there they'll rotate with the image in different images in um every couple of months and there will be a book there um with each chapter of the book uh, telling the story of the person profiled in the photograph. So um, you get an idea of that person's story, you get to see them, you get to kind of celebrate them. Um, yeah, so uh flag is one medium, uh <laughs> photography and book is uh, another medium. Um <clears throat> on the opening night when we actually open it, I'll be put. i put together a couple of films as well. Um, uh, sort of creative films that uh, that are to do with a lot of the, the things involved and um, finally I'm putting together an alternative historical tour of Castle um that is uh, an audio file and that audio file basically goes around the normal tour route that the historical kind of um, tour guides show the public but it actually factors in every story is um, about somebody who um, is female or presents as female or as a non-binary character within the within the kind of um, history of of Castle. So that will be uh, an audio file, um, but also with a sort of accompanying film that you can download and listen to and either walk around the space and listen to or listen to from the comfort of your own home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, as I imagine, it will be like for a little bit. I mean, has considering COVID, has it sort of limited you having to do a lot of this work during the COVID time I don't want to dwell on it too much because it's Mm. fun to think about but or has it sort of allowed you to work in a different or even a better
1: way being able to like you know call people zoom people and stuff like that I personally think and I've discussed this with um the principal vice principal of castle as well as curator Gemma and we've kind of discussed at great length how the project we think has actually grown um And become far more, have had far more depth to it as a result of the time it's taken and the delays that have happened as a result of COVID. I mean, most of my project is about meeting people. So obviously, COVID put a massive halt on that. Um, But I have to say that in the beginning, I'd never thought that what I planned to do was going to take as long as it has. And also with the delays, I've had more kind of ambition and I've had more excitement surrounding the project. So the ideas have just grown and grown and grown and grown. It started off as me presenting four photographs of four women across oh, the four wow. seasons. Yeah, in, over, yeah it, it, my proposal was the light boxes, but it was four women. From mm-hmm. that, we've developed it into, a, there's a, the flag, there's also the tour. So it is, it's grown exponentially, but actually I appreciate the pause that COVID is given in order to just just dig that little bit deeper into the social history and just to access, you know, be able to access the, those extra research hours and those extra kind of collation hours that I really wanted to, because to be honest with you, even after, I mean, it went from four to 12 women, sorry, those 12 women altogether, not all of them are alive. So even after interviewing the, um, I think it's eight living women that I'm profiling, I had, I mean, hours and hours and hours of interview footage to transcribe and about 500 photos per person to edit so it kind of it's good that I had that additional time and that I've had that additional time because I just don't know what would have I don't I don't I feel like the project would have been too squeezed and um, had it had it been had I tried to do it within the time that I was supposed to do it. and I just don't think I would have done it justice um, so yeah Uh, again, a very long-winded answer to your question, but I personally believe (laughs) that COVID and the break that COVID has caused has um, enabled the project to go deeper, has enabled me to understand it better, has enabled me to become more connected with it and has enabled those relationships that I talk about as being so important and integral to the project to develop. Mm -hmm. Um, I can walk into Castle now and I can... I know you know, I know which bit biscuits to take Janet and the porters. I know, I know what their favourites are. And I know that Gemma, the curator, doesn't like chocolate. So she prefers shortbread. She likes so <laughs> many things. And I just I don't know. It's something about just knowing those people, walking in, knowing them and just immediately having that friendly face. And I think I think spending so much time with people over a prolonged period of time and getting to know them, becoming part of the life there a little bit is is what has is what is gonna do the project justice, I think. Mm. And
0: it must be so exciting to be able to, because I mean, I do history subjects and the thought of just being able to go through all this like archive of information. It must be so exciting.
1: I mean, absolutely. The project's about about, like looking at the archive that already exists, but also building a new one, you know, building a kind of contemporary one that the the plan is to then hand on. I've been doing a lot of kind of reaching out a lot to different student groups and I've been working with um, FEMSOC, the Feminist Society of Castle and we're talking about the legacy of the project and how this project can live on and and we've just sort of we've had some they've had some absolutely wonderful ideas about how we can kind of continue that legacy and I mean nothing's kind of set in stone yet but one of those things that we're talking about is um, getting somebody to take on the role that I've kind of been doing of like adding to the social archive every year so I will leave Castle when I finish the project with this massive kind of archive that I will just give to them, that's theirs to keep. And then the idea is that somebody in FEMSOC or, or maybe part of FEMSOC or, you know, part of the female or non-binary community at Castle can continue to add into that. Mm-hmm. and can continue to kind of, um, yeah, keep it going, keep it alive, basically. Or find a way to sh- to show it elsewhere, find a way that people can continue to access it after, after I've left the building. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really lovely
0: idea because I think these sort of histories and stories just should be told and should be remembered because they haven't for such a long time. Mm. They haven't properly, even though um, a lot of these stories are recent, especially considering the First Ladies.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, scarily recent that that um, kind of, that co-ed was was, was really only introduced at, at, at Castle. But, but the one thing I do like about Castle is that they were trying to, they were trailblazing with it you know as the oldest college they kind mm. of I think they had a they had a bit of a point to prove and they had um they had some yeah they had they Can they wanted to make that, that, that change had some competition
0: with Hatfield about going co-ed as well
1: well this is a conversation that I had with a member of the um uh at the SCR um oh. when I was sort of early on research of the project, he did tell me, he said, well, actually, you know, it was it was Hatfield that came up with the idea of going co-ed in the first place. Mm. And um Castle kind of whipped it out from under their feet and did it first. <laughs> but but the reason that happened is because um there's obviously a vote, there was a vote, it was what you know part of it, it was a democratic process and Hatfield wouldn't vote it through. It it kept it kept not passing the vote. Whereas with Castle they all pretty much voted for it straight away. I mean it was it was contentious, I believe, but it was it was still it was passed through and and the majority of people believed it to be a positive thing um so yeah it's a sort of yeah but I just I like that and it's another sort of another little dig in the in the yeah, kind of Hatfield Castle that's, that's rivalry really something <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah I think that's that's quite interesting to to have heard that yeah
0: so, are there any sort of particular stories that you want to pick up on? We we love we love stories and art here
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> more than all the ones I've told already. <laughs> <laughs> more, more <Yeah>. stories, <laughs> more stories. Um, yeah, you mean sort of stories throughout that have kind of appeared well, yeah, throughout my research.
0: Maybe one of the women that uh, you're going to feature in in the uh, in the hall. Mm. Yeah,
1: I mean, sort of. Yeah, I guess I've got a couple of stories. I mean, one of the women that I'm featuring is um, called um, Ava, Ava Schumacher-Reed. And she was actually, I'm featuring her because she was the first, well, she was never, it used to be called master, is now principal. So she was never master, but she was an acting um, master um, while another master was kind of um, doing something else. I'm not quite sure. And she was... um, was the first kind of female associated with that leadership role, really. Um, and she was a really, I mean, she was a really contentious character. She was um, loved by many, um, and I think rubbed a few people up the wrong way, to be honest, because of her, because of her personality. And she's described as, uh, as, as occasionally having rubbed people up the wrong way. And she was formidable, completely formidable. Um, amazing woman, uh, so much, so much care and compassion for her students and um, a real, I think a real force of parcel and, and somebody that's sort of mem- mem- remembered with a lot of kind of, um, yeah, people, re- people remember her in a, in a, in a really positive way. Um, and she she passed away I think it was five about around five years ago now um and she passed away from from cancer um but she was still working up in she was still working in her offices like right up until I mean she was working the week the week she died she was in there working at the weekend looking out for her students making sure she was right she would have her medication she would I think she had her chemotherapy delivered to her in her office at one point and um, she was yeah she was a real force kind of just that kind of person and um put the students first and um had the had the difficult conversations where they need to be had and you know stood up as a kind of a feel, female member of the of the kind of leadership team uh, as probably one of the only at the time members uh, female members of the leadership team and and spoke out and yeah um amazing woman but one of the lovely things about kind of doing this project was um obviously Ava passed away but I've been in uh, in order to get her story and understand who she was I um, interviewed and had had sort of spent a long time speaking to her husband Ian um, who's a lovely man and he he you know it's just nice to hear people's stories outside of Castle as well Um, you know it's nice to hear about what people do within Castle but it's also like I say everybody has a story it's nice to hear what they've done with their lives outside and Ava's path to, to arriving at Castle was just like wonderful she's such a talented linguist and she spoke several languages she's she's German and um, she grew up in a small city or town called Wuppertal I say it right um in uh, in Germany and she had the most incredible career before she arrived at Castle and before she came to the UK um and one of the things she used to do was she used to um run kind of international tours Um, so she would go to a place she took her research very seriously and travel was her favorite thing in the world so she would go to a place she would research the place in such sort of strong detail and then she would rather than just touring people around the cultural area what she would talk about in cultural areas but she would also tell them like the beating heart of the city they're in or the country they're in and she would teach them a bit of the language and she would show them kind of all of the interesting areas that you wouldn't just get to see on a kind of normal tour and and her, her just her fascination with travel and with culture um, and with the kind of creative arts and, and music as well she's very interested in music was just so kind of apparent from the lectures she would give and um yeah she Ian her husband told me that she used to have this massive collection of um, glass slides, you know, from slide mm. projectors yeah. uh, of, of slides that um, of all these different places that she would visit before she took a tour group there, she would visit, and she would learn about the place, and and she had this. Um, so essentially, she had this insane archive of photographs of different countries and places, and 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 um, little little kind of like notes of, of of things about the culture of the place, and 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 different kind of sayings or expressions and yeah and I just think that that's that's just an amazing an amazing kind of like love to have that kind of love of travel and it's just so nice hearing about who she was as a person before Castle, but also what she brought to Castle, that love of travel, that love of culture, that love of people, that love of learning about other people's cultures. Um, and yeah, I just think it's kind of wonderful that she brought that along. Um, and one of my biggest regrets is not being able to see that collection of slides. Uh, but Ian, Ian said, you know, Abe has been dead a little while now, and he, you know, he, it was one of the things he didn't keep. Um, which is fair enough because what do you do with like thousands and thousands of slides? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah so that was I just I loved hearing Ava's story because I really yeah really I don't know I really kind of like felt like I understood who she was and mm. empathised with her character and yeah that love of travel was, was quite a nice one. Um, and the other brilliant stories that have come out of the project have all been from the first ladies. Um, mm. I told you the story imagine. about the flag yeah I told yeah. you the story about the flag earlier And also they were, they were, as well as being a kind of formidable and uh, forthright group of women, they were also a very cheeky and um, antagonistic maybe is the right word or um, kind of, yeah, they they were a cheeky group of women. They, they, they liked to have fun. They liked to have a laugh and. They did some hilarious things, many of which I, 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 I'm almost. I don't know if I should repeat, but but they did some they did some ridiculous things, and they've told me some ridiculous stories. Um, and yeah, I might leave. I might I might put those into the book in a in a in a um with with a with an age content warning (laughs) or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, what a wonderful collection of stories they had. Um they they set up a they set up a cricket team there was they, they were they were fed up with all the boys having all the sports clubs so they were like right we're going to have a cricket team to set up a cricket team and the person that set up the cricket team said she was quite honestly the worst cricketer um in the whole world but she just wanted there to be a female cricket team yeah, that's what it's all about just us um, going for it she just wanted yeah they just wanted to go for it as a group and they have yeah i mean there's so many wonderful stories of first ladies I, I, I don't i struggle to pick one my, one of my favorites is probably the um the kind of camaraderie and the in the manufacturing of the flag but um yeah many I I could talk for hours I'm gonna stop. <laughs> no, it's
0: wonderful. Um and I think that is just what it's all about telling these telling these stories um that you don't get to hear because mm. going in um as a fresher knowing more about that is really really lovely and i think um i was introduced to it like your project properly through the castle femsoc blog which i highly recommend mm. to anyone who's listening to this um that was a really lovely introduction to everything um and especially you have that flag
1: story i think you wrote about that on the blog as well yeah it's really fun yeah i think i've included it um yeah, the FemSoc are amazing. They're doing they're doing kind of some wonderful things. It's been a real pleasure to work with kind of two because COVID happened. I've worked with kind of two sort of different um, phases of FemSoc or two different times of FemSoc. So oh, different yeah. people running running it throughout as I as have kind of been working with them. Um, and yeah, just I think they're an incredible group. And that's the other thing that's kind of interesting about the project. Like you say, there's Durham is in itself a kind of a community that is. I mean it's I think it's something like I can't remember the exact figures but about 70 percent of the population of Durham city center is is a student community community and I just think that's really interesting when we're kind of talking about archives and space and place that the kind of the largest contingent or the largest community within a space are 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 are, are on a time limit you Mm. know they're not going to be there forever and um so I think it's important with, with project, I guess this is why I like the project so much is that it reflects across all of these years. Um, mm. because you know, every three years, there's a new set, there's a new cohort, there's a new set of people, a brand new set of people. And perhaps some of those stories are, are lost or are forgotten or, or aren't, aren't kind of, um, collected in a way that, you know, because the nature of student life is it's, it's fleeting. Um, it's quick and, yeah, so I think for, for students to be able to see the kind of history of the space is, is, is exciting, but also to be able to contribute to it and then move on, kind of knowing that they're part of kind of a wider legacy yeah. is, um, is, I think, quite an exciting thing. Yeah, no,
0: really exciting.
1: There is one more thing that I want to mention, and that's, I guess, um, my understanding and my kind of, um, my wanting to bring diversity into the projects, Yeah. Um, and that I think was one of the most important things. Like I started the project and I kind of went, right, okay, so I'm going to make a project about women. And then I was just like, immediately I came across the, hang on a minute, that's immediately problematic because not everybody identifies as exclusively male or female, you know, I, I, in what I don't want to marginalize the, the kind of, the queer community, the gender fluid community, the gender non-conforming community. And the, yeah, they just kind of became a part of me. It's like, okay, it's not just about women. Um, but it is and it also isn't it's about actually there's you know there's there's more than just two groups there's 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 many groups that that we would consider at play here and then gradually as I was trying to gather people um to be part of the project and I was trying to find people and I was saying oh you you know you've got a great story because it was I mean there's literally a whole host of amazing people to select from and I've had to select 12 to feature Mm -hmm. um which has been an almost impossible (laughs) yeah I mean almost impossible task. but when I was kind of going through that selection process I started to realize that you know people were saying to me oh have you heard of so-and-so try so-and-so or or I point you in the direction of that person I just started to notice that I was get ga- all the people I was gathering were white mm. um so then it all of a sudden became not just a project about uh women or females or or non-binary people but became a project about well race as well and diversity and how diverse is castle um as a place and. And, you know, it, it, it also became a, little, a lot about class because how diverse is the kind of, is, is, is Castle in a class sense? Um, you know, so it, it, it's not just a project about of women. Um, it's a project about um, non-binary people. It's a project about kind of diversity of race that's come through Castle. And, 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 and it's a project about, well, diversity in general, I suppose, and, and, and not, not leaving any group or any community out and it's trying to be very inter- intersectional. It and actually, is. can I just could I make just one more point on that as mm-hmm. well? Is that all right? So yeah. the the kind of as as I was going through the project as well, and as I was just deciding what I was going to do with the project, I just realised that you know we're kind of a little bit. It's it's hard to not be within a bit of a operate within a bit of a vacuum. You know, Castle is a a wonderful historical place, kind of rich steeped in history. It's an amazing place, and I just think that. Um, you know they've they've obviously commissioned me to do this project and for me it was it was it was hard to just remain within castle yeah um, remain within the confines of castle to kind of consider that project and i i got to the point where i really wanted to start breaking out i was like well how can i present this project in the appropriate way without actually going out into the community of people that aren't attached to castle impossible (sighs) Uh, it, it would it is impossible and one of the um one of the ladies who i featured lynn robinson who was Um, the head kind of supervisor, domestic supervisor, um, uh, one of the head domestic supervisors at Castle for something like 26 years. She's recently, I think she's recently retired, actually. Um, She is an amazing character. She's worked at Castle for a very, very long time. She's um, seen many, many, many uh, students, uh, cohorts of students go in and out. And one of the things that and she's local her family live uh live locally and um she's got uh she's got a couple of grandsons and one of her grandsons she's always she would tell me the story of how whenever her grandsons drive um if they're driving through durham or they're driving in the surrounding area they would see the castle and they would say that's nana's castle <laughs> Nana, that's where nana's nana's castle and i just think that yeah. that's there's something about that isn't there that that something like a castle that's historical and has been there for so long the community are very mi- around it will very much have a sense of ownership over it you know yeah. there is I imagine within Durham and County Durham and the surrounding areas, a huge amount of ownership over the historical emblem that is castle. Um, But it's kind of like, because it's a college and because it's, um, you know, it's, it's kind of independent in the sense that it's an, an educational institution. It's, it's sort of cut off from, from the community a little bit. I mean, I know that castle does a lot of things in terms of the community action to, to get to sort of dispel that idea of kind of, um, uh, of any kind of hierarchy and and they do a lot of kind of outreach programs which is I think is amazing and there's a huge amount of a kind of action within Castle to to sort of reach out to the local community but there is that kind of there, there is that slight sense of separation I suppose within it um, you know a, 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 an educational institution will always will always uh, seem I suppose because by definition ed, you know that idea of an educational institution is quite an elitist concept and I think I think that, yeah, it was those links that are between the community that I really wanted to kind of create that I just couldn't create within the boundaries of the budget of the project. Mm. Um, But it it still is an ongoing plan. It's always my plan. And I've got the support of Castle to um, apply for further funding from the Arts Council to Mm. essentially embrace this idea a little bit more of a castle without borders, throw open the gates, throw open the doors, have people come in. Um, We've had all these ideas of like, could we run workshops I wanted to do kind of female-led workshops in the city centre where people could come along and help build something. We mm-hmm. kind of, I ended up getting a landing on, we sort of agreed on the idea of a table. Could we come in and could people kind of build tables um, together and like learn woodworking skills? Then could one of them exist? Could one of them go into castle, an existing castle? And Could one of them live in the community? So They've kind of got these twin tables that, that people can, can eat lunch at. And if, and if people in the community contributed to making this this table that ends up in castle maybe they can go and they can go and eat at it in castle they can visit it in the castle anytime they like and do you know what i mean there's this kind of there's to create that accessibility to to open up that accessibility a little bit Mm -hmm. more to to yeah to to break down the boundaries a bit to break down the boundaries, break down the barriers and to, to throw open castles doors and kind of welcome the kind of surrounding community with open arms um, and in that collective shared experience of making something together that, that, that they that they would both own sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that both the community and, and castle would, would, would have had a part of and and for me as well just having events like workshops or things where you come together and you make things together you know two different community groups or a variety of different community groups provides this opportunity for conversation and for discussion and again for those relationships and meeting people and forming connections which it takes me kind of full circle back to what this whole project is supposed to be about in the first place it's really so, yeah.
0: exciting it's really exciting to hear about it um and that we've caught you at this time where things are starting to happen especially with um things able to happen uh with COVID sort of it's not going anywhere at the moment but it's winding down and we can actually do things um yeah that we can see those things that you've been working on um and the flag I'm really excited about the flag I'll be waiting I'll be watching (laughs) yeah
1: I'm hoping it flies Um, (laughs) yeah Hopefully, Hopefully be I've it's bought...
0: a windy enough day
1: <laughs> well exactly I'm hoping I've bought the right fabric and you know so it's made but I'm just now I'm stressing that like it's because it's huge as well like you see a flag on a flagpole and you think oh they're really small but like they're ginormous it takes up the entire floor of my spare room in my house um and my sewing skills leave a lot to be desired as well so I've lot, had to really put quite a lot this I think you were telling me about
0: how the, the first the first ladies went um weren't apt so as either so it's all in authenticity isn't it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no they I think they said they, they I remember them saying that they pretty much made it up as they went along so it's yep. uh, yeah it's been no, authentically it. cobbled together um <laughs> but it's as as it was with the first one um with the first of first lady flag it's the thought that counts I think yeah um, Well that's really exciting um and that's on you were saying May 19th? May 19th yeah May 19th we'll be hoisting that and flying that and then I'll post a little video on social media or a little Ah. bit of explanation about it um but yeah and if anybody wants to learn more about the project I'm absolutely useless at social media and I've been um (laughs) neglecting my social media for the project a lot recently um but as we're sort of starting up again hopefully I'll get a bit better at posting things but it's um at the handle at women underscore of underscore castle um Mm. on instagram so yeah feel free to check that out as well
0: i'll try Um, and link stuff in the description but i i don't know how well that'll (laughs) that'll look at you're also um you
1: have a website don't you um um i personally have a website yeah my website's just bexharvey.com um and you can kind of see the women of castle project featured on that as well as um other projects that i've done over the years so yeah
0: Perfect. Well, thank you for coming along and having a really good old chat. Um, it's really lovely to hear about um, art that's actually going on at the moment locally, which has a really brilliant story to tell. Instead of just retelling about some old fart that uh, that painted a painting about three years ago,
1: <laughs> which I do enjoy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. To, well, there's a the time and a place for that. Yeah. Fresh. Um, but no you're welcome thank you and uh, you know in the spirit of the project as well like if anybody wants to get in touch or has stories to tell or has mm-hmm. suggestions or comments or or even you know if they want to kind of challenge or question any of the things i've said within this or or even educate me further um, which i'm always kind of um open open to and welcome um and welcoming of um then yeah just get in touch send me a message on the instagram or or get in touch via my email on my website please feel free to i just totally happy to hear everybody's kind of opinions and thoughts and and receive contributions
0: fab okay well thank you bex for coming along it's been really really lovely um i'm ariel this has been pulling back the canvas and i'll see you next time
1: purple radio podcasts thanks for downloading this purple radio podcast for more great content and to listen live head to purpleradio.co.uk.